0: Hey folks, welcome to episode 237 of the FLW Podcast in La Plata, Maryland. I'm Jody White, and I'm joined, as always, from Waconia, Minnesota, by Kyle Wood. Yeah.
1: We got all the alternate locations going today, and I like it. Yeah, yeah, we, we did that on, well, I did it on purpose because you weren't in the office, so I was like, well, I'm not going to go in the office.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I guess I meant to come to La Plata, <laughs> <laughs> or La Plata, or La Plata. I'm not really 100% sure. It's your second uh, home, so you should be pretty dialed on that. Yeah, and Waldorf. I'm pretty uh, pretty dialed on Waldorf, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, I'm here in Maryland. We got a Costa FLW Series Northern Div- Division event coming up on the Potomac, so that's where I am. Uh, you are, I believe, preparing to uh, go bird hunting or something like that?
1: Uh, I'm heading to North Dakota to work a little more on my house and hang out.
0: All right, so not bird hunting yet.
1: Well, it is their early goose season, so I may try to hunt some geese, but it's not like my sole focus. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of geese, I went
0: to a Wawa this morning.
1: Oh, baby.
0: Um, anyhow, we got a good show, as always. Um, Kyle, you have already done a beautiful interview with Kyle Walters. Oh, yeah. Um which we are going to throw to you in just a minute. After that, uh, we're going to come back, and we've got one email to run through, and uh, we got to talk about the Potomac, and we got to talk about BFL Derbies. And if we think of anything else, we'll talk about that too. Yeah, I like it. All right, well, in that case, here's Kyle and
1: Kyle. All right, uh, this week on the podcast, we have uh, none other than Kyle Walters uh, on the line from Florida uh what's going on man
2: i was just enjoying a uh a hot day not as hot as hot springs but (laughs) (laughs) a hot day i think it's 89 degrees here so not quite 10 degrees cooler than it was when we were fishing but just a hot pretty day in florida
1: gosh man well uh you know it's thunderstorming or got done thunderstorming up here in minnesota so i think uh i'll take our weather over either hot springs or florida most times of the year (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, right now it's pretty hot, but uh, I mean, to me, it feels like I'm in an air conditioner after spending a week there.
1: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess I should probably we'll give folks a little backstory. Um, if if they don't know who Kyle Walters is right now, they've probably been living under a rock. But uh, you were our 2018 Coast FLW Series champion. You won on Gunnersville last fall. That's how you made it to the FLW Cup. Just Uh, Like two weeks ago, down in Hot Springs, Um, and I think really before we get into it, well, really before we get into Cup talk, uh, right before we started recording, you brought up a a good point. Uh, We did uh, uh, we we did like the pundit kind of pick thing for the Cup, right? You know, and everyone kind of picked who they thought was going to win, and some guys picked Thrift. You know, I picked Joseph Webster, and I got a text from you. On the Wednesday, uh, that would have been the off day, I guess, right? Uh, of cup practice, right, right. and it said no love. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or the Wednesday before, yeah. It? No, lo- no love. Before, sorry, Just yeah. kidding. And I said I didn't want to jinx you uh, because that sometimes happened, and not that I wanted to jinx uh, Joseph Webster, but uh, I mean, I got a chance. We talked to you then in, in, in the pre-practice report from Hamilton. And, uh, you know, you seemed, you know, pretty confident. But tell me a little bit about preparing for this because, I mean, it was your first cup. It's obviously an enormous thing. But you really, even talking to you at the Coastal Championship, like when we were filming Day 5, you seemed so committed to focusing a lot of your effort on Hamilton. Just kind of walk me through that journey from the championship to the cup.
2: Well, I, um, as I you know after it won the cut won the won the flw series championship there it didn't really hit me right away like i was focused on that turn wow i just won this this is great big accomplishment and then i thought man i get to fish the forest wood cup and when you think about bass fishing you know in the era of it's been 24 years of the cup i can't remember exactly but you know it's something that every year you kind of stop as a as just a fan of bass fishing, and you follow the cup, and I don't, and I've been doing it for a lot of years. A lot mm-hmm. of times because one of my my good my good friends fishing it, and just the other thing is you go to bass fan, you go know anything about bass fishing in the middle of the summer, and it's about the cup. Yeah. So you know, knowing I had one chance at the, this time in my life that I got a ticket into it, you know, I I wanted to give it the best shot that I could, um, and not just a you know, give it the old college try. So I I flew out, I flew out there, uh, had a buddy who lives close by and, you know, we were able to use his boat and go fishing for a little bit. I I looked at the lake and I wouldn't say I was disappointed when I got done fishing it, but I was like, well, this isn't what I was expecting. So, you know, I got to sit back and think, well, how, 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 you know, and the, and I do this and this has a lot to do with just the way I fish. And I think if you talk to any of my friends or anything, you know, I, I'm going to go for it. And that's just the way that I fish. And so I trying to figure out, you know, what's the way that I can go for this tournament, put all my eggs in one basket and really compete. And when I put it all together, it, it became evident to me that I'm going to need to fish deep. I'm going to have to stick with it and, and go for it. So that's what I decided to do. And when I got there, the first, uh, when I got there and pre practice it was a little bit earlier in the year, just the way the time worked out. We had some family vacations scheduled. The fish weren't doing as hard as what they were doing when we got there, so sure. I didn't know what that meant. When I got, funny, the funny thing is, I told Thrift when I pulled in. He goes, what, "I go, I have no rods rigged," <laughs> and he looks at me with this weird look. He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, I'm gonna, t- I'm going get out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, t- you know, I'm gonna figure it out." And that was kind of a funny thing but that was the truth like I didn't really know 100% what it was going to look like right and I I don't know if it was just being at the cut but I come off plane and I'm looking down and I pick up my crankbait I pick up something I throw it out there tie something on and it was all jacked up I pick up my crankbait and then on the very first cast I I hooked one there's a boat 20 yards from me and I just let the reel go slack well the son of a gun goes up jumps Mm -hmm. and throws my crankbait so I'm thinking, well, all right, here we are. That was on a brush pile. We're fixing to go after this thing. And so I spent the next four days, you know, fishing deep. I had three different baits that I could get bit on, um, a worm, a drop shot, and that big crankbait. And, you know, I kind of stayed stayed with that. And, you know, one of my friends said, I got a hand to Kyle. Every time I looked, you were out there idling or fishing. You know, and I don't mean that. as I'm just giving you a scenario. <laughs> yeah, I, I, right. And, I, and that, that's not, you know that's that's what i i did now it almost worked i think and his thrift you know he had he had a one-two punch uh but i really felt like going in that final day that that i had a chance to win the tournament and that's the only thing you can ask for going into the final day of the forestwood cup is that i had a chance uh didn't quite work out but that's kind of what i what i tried to do
1: well let's even you know if we back up a little we go to the coastal championship, you know, you were, you were, uh, uh, you know, punching mats, flipping grass, you, the, the whole gist of it was like, you said like, I'm comfortable doing that. You know, this is what I do. This is, um, I love a big rod, a big weight and just, you know, flip big bass. We kind of come to the other end of the spectrum. Now you're utilizing your electronics, you're idling around offshore, you're looking at brush. Um, I know there's a lot of that to be done in Florida, but like, did you have to train yourself, or did you practice a lot at that over the summertime, or was this something because you know you mentioned uh, you'd been to cups past, uh, you know, or falling along because of a buddy? JT Kenny is like one of your best bros. Um, so, like, did JT has he taught you any of that over the years, or, or kind of where did you become comfortable with that? Just the offshore
2: thing um, in general. I- we do it in Florida in the summertime on brush piles, um, not quite as deep 17 foot. We do it more than eight to 10 foot and, okay. you know, just fishing over the years. So that wasn't something that I was completely um, not ever doing. And, and when I made the All-American, we fished it on the Tennessee River. And so mm-hmm. I also, and I, and I did go there with JT and I did, you know, so I've, I've fishing that big plug. I fell in love with that Spro, that little John D.D., when I fished the all American on uh, Lake Wilson on the Tennessee river. So I had the rods, I had the reels, i had thrown that plug. So it wasn't like I was going into it with no knowledge whatsoever on how to work all of that, do it, you know, but you know, I taught myself as the tournament went on. And I think, I think, I think actually Kyle, I think that was an advantage a little bit advantage for me because you know, Other people might have said, Oh, well, I'm, not, I'm not getting a bite for an hour. Let me go do this, or I can go do this. Well, I hadn't, I, I'd like, there ain't no way I'm going in there and throwing like a, a whopper plopper along seawalls, even though I had him in the boat and we do that. But that's just not how Kyle Walters is going to compete in the Forestwood Cup. Sure. And, you know, so I, I almost, was, it was almost like you were in a handcuff. and and you knew it and you had to stay with it and you had to keep working. And, you know, and I had figured out when then I had done it enough in practice, um, to figure out when those fish were going to bite and what time of day, when was good. Like that dead period, I experienced that dead period in practice. So when the dead period went on for me, a lot of guys would go shallow and try to make something happen. I was just trying to catch one fish, trying to stay with it one more time. And so I think a little bit of maybe call it that, uh, not so familiar with a way to fish mm-hmm. became advantage for me because I knew that to compete, it was going to be a one way deal. So yes, I've done it. I, you know, we, we do fish brush like Harris, like the you know, Toho, um, you know, we do, we do get to fish it and, and then use electronics. I got on that panoptics you know, last summer. So, you know, I was, I was familiar with, with how to use all of that.
1: Gotcha, and I, I figured you had some sort of, uh, you know, experience there, but it's, it's cool, because I think to a lot of people, uh, you know, they're watching the Cup, and on, on day one, I think you were in third, uh, obviously day two, you moved to second, and uh, you know, you're, you're like a pound and a half back, a thrift, and I think to a lot of people, they're like, wait a minute, isn't this the guy that was like punching grass on Gunnersville in the fall, <laughs> and isn't he from Florida, so I think... Uh, especially probably to some of our listeners, it probably helps to, to get a little bit of that reiterated because, um, like, the level of guys that come up, and I, I'm jumping ahead of myself, and I don't really want to go down this road yet, but it just kind of shows the caliber of guys that fish a lot of our, you know, whether it's the Costa Series or BFLs, like, more well-rounded than people probably give them credit for, and probably even a lot of times than, you know, like myself or Jody or, or Kurt, Justin, uh, any of our editorial guys give anglers credit for too. Uh, so I should have picked you back to your text earlier.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just was looking for somebody to give a hard time. You know, it. you know, obviously I wasn't like, I mean, I was grooming with thrift and I've got a lot of, you know, Brandon McMillan's a good friend of mine and he fished tournament, you know, I give a little shout out to him. He made sure three weeks going into the tournament that I had everything that I needed and made sure you know, he called me from a, you know, just on a whim on an afternoon. Hey, man, I want to make sure you knew this, or hey, I want to make sure you knew this, or hey, I want to cool. make sure you knew this. So, you know, being he's a professional, and you know that was a that was really good, you know, to, for him. And I do appreciate. And I called him on the way. I'm driving by myself and calling him on the way. But it was interesting because you know when I walked into the meeting, it was me, right? I mean, yep. These guys all fish together all year. I, you know, I knew the guy from the coast. Obviously, I know Brian. We're we're great buddies, and I knew a couple guys, you know, Salzman and Miles. But you know, I, I was somewhat alone in that world, being the cup, and and everybody else. You know, a lot of guys that fish four and five. you know, for me, hey man, you know, this is my first one. I don't even I didn't even know what this. Is. I asked somebody like, God, I got to go. What is the red carpet? <laughs> They're like. oh. Uh. <laughs> and I, they're like well you go talk to you go call to chris i'm like oh, is it something i have to do and they're like no so <laughs> i just sat there for a while. of that looks like fun maybe i'll go do it you know yeah, so, yeah. You know, for me it was it was the first one my first my oldest son was moving out to college so my wife couldn't get there but you know she was there but she couldn't get there for that night so i had a good time i sat with one of the college kids and and we you know we had a great time it was, it was a great experience and but you know i i you know, I didn't know what, to know what to expect, but I do think one one thing if that had been if I hadn't won the Costa Championship, let's say I sneaked in with a 5th or 6th place finish and I had never won a regional event in a BFL or anything I think those experiences no matter how big or little they are help you fish multiple day tournaments and and so I mean the nerves weren't you know, weren't quite there. You know, my favorite thing is the national anthem on oh, the final yeah. day, and I don't care if I'm fishing it, whatever it is. And I remember not to bring JT back up for any reason, which I think he's somewhere up north right now, but he, t- he called me, but I, I'll never forget this. On a BFL regional, he, you know, that was I don't know how many years ago. But it was my first real big win, and he said, I don't care what happened. He says, "You you enjoy that national anthem as you're going to lead, because I was in first, lead them, lead be the first one out. I said, that'll never go old. And I've never forgotten that. And so I, I make it a point. I love that national. And it was great. Even though Thrift was in first, I was in second. But it, that I like. <laughs> Someone took a picture of it. Just sitting there. And you're thinking about it. That's, you know. And so I enjoyed that part of it. And then I came up a little bit short on the fish. Well, it's, no
1: it. It, it's an interesting thing and in that, like, uh, you and I spoke on this just real quick before we actually started recording here. But Um, you know, you were kind of saying it's an interesting perspective. We always, obviously last week I talked to Thrift, Uh, you know, we got his take on the win and we we talked about and all the other stuff he's done throughout his career. But, you know, here, the biggest tournament of your life, you're really not out of it. Like I said, you're a pound and a half or something back going into the final day of the cup. And what's it like, you know, mentally the anthem's going on and you get out there and you start fishing and you know it's a tough tournament and sunday ter- proved to be an even tougher day uh you know toughest day of the event what's going on through your head just as as you're rolling and fishing there like does it does pressure get to you you seem like a real cool guy you know like real level-headed guy so i can't imagine it really did but you know do, is it this weird thing that you realize like man biggest tournament of my life I got a shot at this, yeah, you, and it's a grind.
2: Like. It, was, uh, it It did. It did come. It did come into play, and I, you know, I, right off the bat, I caught uh, one of the best. I think one of the bigger tournaments of the final day. You know, one pushing almost three pounds, and I was like, you know, wow, you might. and right now I thought maybe I can win this thing, you know, and I felt like everybody else's fish were running away. You know, thrift that was the smallest bag he had. Yep, and. It just didn't come to, f- I lost a good one, which doesn't matter, you know, but I, it just, I never could get into that rhythm. And then I kept thinking about, okay, on day one at 150, you caught two four-pounders. On day two at 11, you caught a three and a four. And I kept, in my mind, keeping myself in it with, you know, you can do this, you can. And, and you know, once I backed it in the truck and put it on, you know, put it on the trailer, I had no idea who had won, who 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 didn't win. And that And that was funny, like each day. You know, people. Would say, said, well, "Would you know? Did you know?" I said, "No idea." But you get in your truck, you know, and and you look on your phone. Holy cow! I'm in the lead, or man, I'm close. You <laughs> right, know, right. when they when they shut it off, and this funny, my cameraman, you know, he could say nothing. And then after the second day, he comes up because man, you were in the lead all day. You know, I was like, wow. You know, you never know that. That's the cool thing about fishing. But you know, as the turn as the day started to slip away, I started to get that feeling like, you know, you're you're three strokes down and you got the 18th hole to play and you, you know, you gotta, you gotta hit a hole in one and I never did hit the hole in one, but I don't regret And, you know, obviously on the ride home from Arkansas, it's just, it's a long way. I was thinking to myself, did I use the wrong size weight the final day? Could I have, could I have downsized? Could I have done this? Could I have done that? And, and it, and it just never, it never, uh, never came to me, but overall, well, I think it was a good tournament.
1: Oh, I, I'd say absolutely. The, not to pick at the scab anymore of the fact you were runner-up in the in the cup, but what's it like on that final day when you go into the stadium and it's like a packed house? You know, like there's uh, fans everywhere. This the cups, you know, on stage uh, lit up. Um, what's that? What was that whole experience like? Um, you know, as they call your name and you walk out, and there's you know pyrotechnics and all it that. Was,
2: hey pretty crazy um i guess i was sitting in the and i'm a big sports fan but i was sitting in the, the seat and that was fun i had second place so i got to sit up front and i guess someone caught me just staring all the way around from my left shoulder all the way around and i guess i go wow you know like <laughs> all these people are here you know to watch us weigh in and and that was neat and at that point i started to soak <laughs> it in you know soak it in more sure and at that point you know i, I was like you know, Kyle, enjoy whatever it takes to enjoy this. Cause you may never get back here again. And whether I want or not, I was going to I wasn't going to let anything take, you know, I looked out at my wife and my mom and my in-laws and one of my boys is out there and, you know, and I, I and, and I really, I really, that was a really, I'm glad you asked that question because that was a really good time for me. And it's almost like you didn't want it to get over you know, I was like, I knew that Brian had me and I knew I was going to shake his hand and walk off the stage. And whether that's the last time I fished the cup or not, or whether that's just the first of many, you know, time will tell. But I was almost like, just, you know, I had the whole town rooting for me down here. I mean, it was, it was unreal, the text messages and the live. I, I don't know if they, they could ever figure out how many people in Melbourne, Florida were watching live. But, <laughs> you know, the preacher at our church said that, he, he had a few guys in the in the congregation giving him thumbs up or down on how the day was going. You know I mean, that that was that's what was going on. You know that, that's what was going on around here on Sunday, and th- and that was fun. And and that that whole um, that whole experience. I didn't want it to gear be over because I, I knew reality hits again on Monday morning. And uh, you know, and then, and then and then the reality of driving home. You finished second, and then that hit. It's like, well, is that good or bad? you know you were this close right. <laughs> you know what I mean? you were this close to et- etching yourself into bass fishing history forever and you came up short and then that not depressing that's like oh man you know will you ever get that chance again mm-hmm. you know i don't you know like i said that, that's a tough one you look no one's won it twice you know thrift probably got the most top tens but that's that's a tough sucker i ain't gonna lie that's a tough tournament.
1: i i bet i i, I uh you know, but like you said, it was it's cool to see guys like yourself embrace the cup experience because, you know, like for Brian Thrift, obviously winning it was super cool. But again, like if Thrift was in your shoes, like he's been there, you know, and he's right. he's seen that. And and I'm not that he takes it for granted, I'm not talking down on that, but I love oh, when we get mean. these yeah. all American guys or the or the Costa champ or the TBF national champion in the final day of the cup because then you really get a experience, just how big and grand this thing is that a lot of us take for granted. You know, I've covered out ten, eight, ten cups, something like that, and you know, by now I'm just kind of like, yeah, here, here's another cup. We're just we're in here, we're doing stuff. Right. And then when you can see someone like yourself, you know, with your family there, and you're looking around, and you're kind of like, yeah, man, like this is this is all right. I want I, I want some it's more. Right. Of this.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's that, a cool that, deal. That was a neat, you know, that for me, the whole thing. So I, I tried to soak it up, but I also tried to stay with not get caught up too much either because I knew I really felt like I was going to catch some fish. And so I, you know, you had to embrace both sides of it. And that's the advice I would give to, a, you know, the All-American winner next time or the Costa champion if he's not a tour guy is, and you got you got to put that, you gotta understand too, it's still a bass tournament. You mm-hmm. still gotta go out and fish, you can still gotta out and perform. Whether whether you got an entourage like I did on day three watching you fish and you know you're on a television, but the goal is to catch the fish. So, you know, I, I think my past prepared me for that, especially final day fishing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um prepared me for that. I you know, obviously I've had the opportunity to do that a few times, but man, what a great time. I, I would I would love nothing more. Then to go back i'm going to try to go back i don't know what avenue i'm gonna to try to get there um but i want another try in it and i want another tough lake i want another experience like that i you know people say "Oh, I'll bring the cup to florida yeah i probably wouldn't win that one you know kind of thing so <laughs>
1: yeah
2: yeah that, that's the way i feel and 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 i think once you've tasted it you, you you want to go back and you know and then to take the lead there at the final just even though I knew it was premature and you know, that, that part is a great accomplishment with one guy away, you know, oh, you're yeah. in the lead in a tournament like that. Yeah. And, and I, I get it. Brian won. And, you know, most of the press after the tournament went that way. And I expect that and, and done all that, but the feedback from people in the community and just fishermen in general, you know, I was happy to represent that group of people, uh, and hold that torch.
1: Yeah. That's, that's awesome. The the final cup thing I want to bring up before we uh, we can move on is uh, you and you and Thrift uh, and Buddy Gross who all room together. Yep, at the
2: cup. Just me and me and Thrift and Buddy.
1: So in practice, uh, I don't know how much you guys talk. I know that when I rode with Thrift on day two, you had given him some. You had some uh, mangrove snapper, I think it was that he was eating in the boat. Uh, he gave me a little piece; it was delicious. I don't know how much. I'm sure there's fishing talk, but uh, obviously, going one and two throughout the the course of practice, would you guys kind of sit down at night with a cold drink and look at each other like, "Yeah, I think, I think you know, we might." We we all might be seeing each other on the final day or something like that. You know, did you guys kind of know throughout practice that no, maybe
2: you, you were onto something? No, you know, Brian's a funny guy. Like, like he doesn't he doesn't believe he's on anything ever. And I and I don't say that in like a bad way. I don't I don't. I think Brian's such a competitor that even if he knew he had some fish, he wouldn't think they would bite. So he's always trying to find more and this that, and the other. So to be honest, we really never. I mean, just some general questions. You know, hey, did you get any bites? Yeah, I got a few bites. Deep or shallow, I got a few deep. But nothing, nothing until the end of day one. We're both in the driveway. I'm backing it in. And, you know, it's like the same old deal. He called me at the Costa Championship after day one. He called me, you know, and went for the drive home after day one. And I looked at him and I go, I I knew if I could catch this. I can't remember exactly what I said, but. I knew if they'd bite like they should, I would catch them today. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, me too. (laughs) So I think we both knew going into the day that we had a chance at catching them. Again, I could have come in with eight pounds and said, well, they just didn't bite for me. And that was the extent of, of what we talked. And then, you know, that was it. But it was kind of a funny snicker. And then at the end of day two, Kind of same thing. I got the same phone call from Thrift, and then the end of day three was the best phone call ever. And I actually have it recorded. I don't know if I ever show anybody, but the kid with me goes, "Man, can I return?" He goes, "Brian, Thrift calling. Can I return? Can I can I take this phone call?" And I was like, "Yeah." I thought, well, if he says anything stupid, I'll just delete it off the kid's phone. But you know, it, it was fun. You know, and he's like, "You got them? I know you got twelve pounds." I said, "Brian, I got five, and I got five that are alive." And that was like my favorite thing to say. He's like, what are you doing? Goes, so we ended, up, we ended up having some fun with that and um that was you know it's a good time and, and so no i mean to answer your question right no we never really spoke in the in the thing and I, I i told someone i said you know brian's awful quiet and i knew and what i meant by that was um he really wanted to win this tournament mm-hmm. like he focused and he really wanted to win the tournament. And not that us talking would have cost him winning the tournament, but you know he was on to whatever he was doing in such a professional way that that he didn't want to do that. And at the end of day two, you know Brian Brian he knows more about bass. It's unbelievable. And I, oh, dear, I thought, it's I know, insane! I know, it's insane. I go, Brian, I ask you something. And I thought, you know what? No, I don't. So I'm not even going to ask because it wasn't about fishing on that Lake Hamilton was just rigging something and, and I said you know I don't want to so I got be, you know let's let's just play it as if it's our own game and tomorrow we'll shake hands and and then we'll talk about it later and what we did or how we did it or who did what kind of thing.
1: Ah, oh, that's cool. I'll
2: tell you this though we did have a couple baits that were the same tied on. He looked at me and goes how'd you know about that bait <laughs> Brian has every bait that I read.
1: He does man.
2: <laughs> oh I go it's not the first time I've ever fished with it. Uh, he laughed. I <laughs> told <laughs> him to <laughs> like but, Story.
1: oh man well I think uh, I think from there we could put some cup talk to rest and we can continue easing along um, you know as you mentioned you have um, you know you've been well you've been fishing for a while and you know in the in the FLW world like gosh you fished BFL since like 2000 2003 um, obviously the Costa series Um What, like, in in your mind, um, what would be some advice, especially from a guy that won the Coastal Championship and now, you know, has has fished in a cup, but for the guys that are in, like, that BFL level or Coastal level, like, what's your thoughts on just how those guys can handle the fishing industry? Because I think everyone thinks, like, oh, yeah, when I hit the tour, piece of cake. I can get sponsors. I can do whatever. But, like, the fishing industry – how does it work in those, um, you know, other tiers of the bass fishing world?
2: You know, I I grew up fishing in floor, the Florida. We called it the Gator Division down here. BFL fishing, um, and I and I still will. There's nothing will ever take me away from fishing BFLs. I personally, I, you know, I think there's great fishermen. I mean, it took me like five four years to win one, or I can't remember how long. I had. I, you know, they used to call me the king of second. I had a second, a second, a second. You know, someone sent me a text, after the cup, the king of second is back. You know, and I, I couldn't win one and I'd fish great big old bags and I'm going to win this one and couldn't win one, couldn't win one. And finally I won one. I was like, man, that was hard. You know, and if you look back at the guys that fish in Florida, not a lot of them have multiple wins down here. And, you know, so we're fishing. and And then the same group of, tier fishermen that win, then they go, then they went to Costa with me. I'm like, man, I'm never going to win a Costa. You know, you win. <laughs> if you look at the top five I and mean, Robbie Crosno is one of the, the nemesis I fished with all at will ride each other. I mean, he was on my heels both times at Gunnersville. Mm-hmm. You, know, so you don't, you know, you can't shake the, the BFL fishermen. I don't think people do, but it's a, it's a tough world and I respect it a lot. I mean, there's guys like, you know, Gary Simpson, you know, Marvin Burdinsky, all dra- you know, guys, older guys, I mean, Gary fished seven All-Americans. The guy's incredible, yeah. you know, and, and, and those, you know, they got to go to a regional just like I went to Hamilton and then do well there and then go to the All-American and then, you know, just, just come up short in the All-American. But, you know, the, uh, Joe Kramer and, and John Cox started down here with us. Yeah. JT okay. fished down here with us. Bobby Lane fished with us. You know, I mean, there is a slew of great FLW. You know bass fishermen and BASF guys that fished these BFLs, and you know some of them just want to make that move earlier than others. But I, you know, I got a lot of respect for guys that stay with the BFLs, stay with that All American program, you know, which is a great program to to fish. You know, I mean All American. I got to go there, I mean that was that was awesome, and and. Someone asked me. Said, so, "What do you want to do? I want to go win the All American. I want to go back to the All American. And why? You know why that is? I don't know exactly, but I do know I spent many a cold days sleeping in a hotel, trying to figure fish out. Fish not biting. You know, practicing hard, just like we do for the Cup. You know, to to be in these tournaments. So you know, my, I guess my advice would be just to stay the course, and when your time comes to to make the move, when you you can do it to the coasts, go do it." and, you know, try to win that championship to get to the cup. But don't, don't have any disrespect for yourself or anything else because you are a good BFL fisherman, because that is something to be very, very proud of.
1: Do you think, um, like from my point of view, in, in covering a lot of these tournaments uh, and like with social media the way it is nowadays, I feel like that for some of the guys that are getting into it and, and you know, they could – probably are mostly younger guys, but I, I feel like they get ahead of themselves. Like they're more worried about trying to get a sponsorship, which like, you know, realistically might be like 20% off some product, 10% off some product. And what right. about does help. Right. Uh, but do you think, at, especially at like the BFL level, like just worry about fishing, just catch some fish. Just worry about yeah. fishing. The, yeah. the sponsors will come.
2: Yeah, You know, okay. I, the sponsors will come. You, you're going to win. They'll find you. Um, you know, The sponsors come. I mean I I started with, you know, nothing as far as sponsorship goes and now, you know, and, and I got a lot of those fishing BfLs and, you know, coming into the All American and then the Costa Championship and things like that. But they'll come, but just stick with the basics. Go fish, learn how to find the fish. Don't worry about what boat you're in, what you look like, how fancy your Jersey is. You know, we used to get a kick out of that, you know, kind of thing. And you know, the guy, you know, when you weigh fish in, people take notice and you catch them be respectful, respect the sport, be kind, you know, when you're fishing, don't be one of those guys. and, And this sport will take you a long way. It still goes back to the grassroots of fishing It never will stop. And no matter what you got 150 guys fishing the tour, you got 3000 or however many fish, the other things, you know, sponsors know where they make their money and and where, where stuff happens. And, you know, the tour is a great place to get sponsors, but there's other stuff out there, but I wouldn't worry about any of that. You know, do something you can afford, catch bass, the the sponsors will come. Yeah.
1: I think that's, I think it's a really, really, really solid piece of advice. Um, Gosh, you know, the other thing that I kind of want to pick your brain about moving forward a little is uh, you mentioned you live in Florida. And uh, you we've brought up now that J.T. Kenny uh, is a, a good buddy of yours. I am a huge J.T. Kenny fan. Uh, and I know for years we always talked about, like, trying to get down there to go saltwater fishing and then talking with you at the Coastal Championship. Uh, You know, you're like, yeah, man, you should come down and go saltwater fishing. But you and JT like saltwater fish kind of often,
2: right? Yeah, we used to make, we we used to say, you know, we bass fish because we have to, not we have to, but the bass fishing was the competitive, we want to win, work at fishing, and then we saltwater fish for fun. And we do saltwater fish. I, I know I got a lot of, I didn't, I didn't look back through the lives, but apparently a lot of people were asking about the intercoastal boat that I fish and yeah. you know why I fish that. I fish, I fish that. I mean, we bass fish. I mean, we, we saltwater fish. I mean, the boats for two purposes, in my opinion, one's to bass fish and the other one's saltwater fish to so do a lot of that. And, and I, you know, not to take anything away from great fishermen that live in Oklahoma or, or Arkansas or whatever, you know, but it has helped. I can promise you, I'm a better bass fisherman today because I saw water fish. You know, a fish is a fish. You got to figure out what it's doing, why it's doing that, and, and catching them, especially with some of the inshore species we do. But we do, Kyle, we do fish for food. Now, me and JT... Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you now. Well, you ate some of that mangrove, right?
1: Yo, gosh, it was delicious.
2: I mean, how good was delicious? And then me and Jake, JT, and my brother, and some guys went tuna fishing two nights ago, and... We're eating tuna. Matter of fact, oh. I'm sitting in the parking lot of Strike Zone Fishing right now, fixing to take some in to a good friend of mine. <laughs> As we're sitting here talking, but it's just, we love we love the saltwater fish. Um, I think that's why JT moved. I know that's why you he moved here. One day, my buddy Bobby Lane called, "Hey, I need you to take one of my buddies fishing?" This has to be twenty-some years ago. I'm like, okay. So we made the boat ramp. to JT Kennedy, the Florida flipping king. Cool. go fishing. Went fishing. He never stopped. He has never stopped. I mean, the, the addiction has gotten nothing but more and more and more uh, crazy as the years go on.
1: So, I, I know you, uh, JT always talked about fishing stuff, you know, whatever he could eat, stuff to eat. But, like, uh, do you ever go out and try to play around and catch, like, something just stupid huge like a Goliath or, like, some big-ass sharks or something? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what that's. Oh, I want yeah, something yeah, like we, we, I want something
2: big. Yeah, we can we can try that. Um, we can try that, but I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll say that's a little bit harder fish to catch. But Kyle, I think you have it in you.
1: You know, I think I, you have it in you. I feel like I do. Uh, I actually I
2: flipped with you for a day I was looking, <laughs> you know I I know, jo, I know Jody got the day five with Brian I was looking to see if your skill set was still as good as it was with me and you fish when I watched the video the other day. it probably but has
1: gone was, down yeah. a little just
2: <laughs> it's probably decreased a little yeah, bit we'll, we'll get <laughs> but I promise you that if you come here we will get you pulled on on something great big and uh, and I can I'll give you some references one day for that
1: I for tell sure. you uh, I used to like in high school, uh, on spring break, my dad, uh, we'd go to the Keys. We'd go to the Florida Keys, and we'd go to Marathon. And uh, uh, yeah. my dad knew a captain down there. We'd go fishing. And, and one day he took me. Uh, we went out to this wreck. He had this, like, I don't know what it was, like a 34-foot center console or something with, like, twin 250s. And we'd get out there, and he, like, pulls out this giant broomstick of a rod. Well, not giant. Short, but, like, you know, girthy. And he throws it in the rod holder and the gunnel of the boat. And I'm like, dude, this is what I'm talking about. Like, here we go, baby. Like we're about to we're about to catch Jaws, for all I know. Well he tells me that he he dove this wreck and uh you know, he said there's like a couple big Goliaths on it, we're gonna try to catch one. So I'm like, sweet. So I can't remember what I caught. Something. Like maybe uh what am I thinking? Like a bonita or something, probably?
2: Yeah, probably so, yeah.
1: And, uh, man, he threw that thing on, like, the world's biggest circle hook I've ever seen with, like, <laughs> the world's biggest piece of lead and dropped it over the side.
2: And I never,
1: I'll never, never forget, he put that rod inside the boat. I had, like, my wreck rig. You know, we were catching some snappers and stuff, too. And he's sitting there, and he told me, Kyle, if you see, like, some line come off this rod or or the rod move, basically let me know. Right, but then he went back to like doing other stuff. So I'm thinking like, okay, this is probably like not gonna happen. But I'll just be I'll be aware of it. And dude, it was like two minutes later. It seemed like a scene out of Jaws. Like the rod kind of like <laughs> tapped a little and started just slowly sagging down. And I was like, hey uh, Jeff, uh, I I I think you got one. So he runs back, locks the the drag tight on it. And then like gets the boat like on half plane, and just starts like driving off the wreck. And that rod is doubled over, lines kind of ripping off of it. And the whole time, like Minnesota high school Kyle, uh, you know the biggest thing I'd caught to that point was probably like a, you know, forty pound sturgeon. Uh, I'm like, dude, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Now the fish I guess got us in the wreck. It actually straightened the hook out. And my dad has the oh, hook. My dad- my dad has the hook uh at his office on his deck, but it was like that right there made me think I think I could get into some more saltwater fishing like there's something big enough down there to bend out a whatever size hot hook that was like a i don't know twelve four is giant uh so that that was kind of my like ever since then i've never- I've never caught one uh but that thing seemed big, so I would be more than down to wrestle some big stuff with you, especially with you and j t because I feel like even if I was getting pulled in, you guys could probably like wrestle me and bring me back in the boat.
2: What is what is what is grab you by the legs? Is yeah, like going a little bit. Yeah, back yeah.
1: Back I probably need to cool off a little For anyway, sure. so it'd be fine. It'd be worth it.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. No. No. I mean, the offer still stands. I mean, we uh we will definitely go do that at some time soon. We can.
1: We can, we can, we'll, we'll work it out. And I'm just going to say, uh, the offer stands. If you would ever love to come up to Minnesota and go ice fishing, uh, I, I, you could get you and JT could come up. It'd be fine. Uh, we could probably find some cold, deli- delicious beverages to drink. And uh, yeah, that, that's
2: good. I heard they have those in Minnesota. It, uh, you know, fa- fairly plentiful.
1: Yeah. Uh, and you know, we could catch some stuff through an eight-inch hole while it's, you know. 30 below
2: outside. Uh,
1: you know, just to, just to be fair, I'll just trade you cool
2: trips. (laughs) Cool trips. Well, I'll tell you what, let's do mine first and then we'll decide whether we're going to go do that.
1: Uh, Gotcha. Uh, yeah, here you go. Just, you texted me a picture of this Goliath you caught. Uh, this is from your Instagram page. So if you're listening folks, you can file, uh, follow Kyle, uh, Kyle Walt Bass seven Instagram. Uh, dude, that thing, how big is that thing?
2: That was the biggest one we've ever caught. Um, and, or that I've ever caught, and I want to say, man, that thing was pushing over 500 pounds, dude. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, so. yep, I'm sold. I'm sold. We'll, we'll get it all beautiful. figured out. Uh, the fall is kind of a slow work time for bass fishing, uh, so you know this will be good for maybe some planning, right? This will give us time to
2: chit chat, you know, get something. Give us time to plan. Definitely. Definitely.
1: Well, uh, definitely. Kyle, I appreciate the heck out of you taking time out of your day to join me uh, and chat. I'm going to let you get rolling, but before I do, I obviously mentioned your Instagram, but for the folks listening, where can they follow you along and keep up with the goings-ons of your life?
2: Uh, this Instagram page or the Facebook page, I'm just Kyle Walters, and uh, we'll be announcing soon, hopefully, what next year's going to hold uh, yeah. for fishing and not sure yet, Kyle. Really not sure. You know, we'll, we'll see um, see what's out there.
1: I dig it, man. I dig it. Well, uh, I'm going to let you get back to work. Like I said, I appreciate the heck out of your time. And uh, we'll be chatting with you soon to get a uh, Florida fishing trip lined up. Maybe I can call it a
2: work. Thank for you, Greg. <laughs> Let's do it whenever you're ready.
1: All right, man. We'll talk Thanks to you Kyle. later. All
0: right, Kyle. Uh, first on the agenda is the Coast to FLW Series event on the Potomac? Uh, it's the second event in the Northern Division, so we'll get to we'll get some AOI clarity. Um, expect Brian Thrift to continue to be in the lead because he's Brian Thrift. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, he man. is. He's, yes, he's fishing all of them this year. So uh, Casey Smith, I'm sorry about that. Just ahead of time, I know <laughs> this was your this was your chance. You were feeling it, but yeah, Brian Thrift is still fishing all of them, so it could be tough. <laughs> um. But anyhow, it, uh, let's see, it'll go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I guess it should be kind of like a normal Potomac tournament. Um, I, I talked with uh, Kurt Mitchell ahead of time, and he basically said, you know, he wasn't getting great numbers, but the ones he was catching were pretty good, and he hadn't really figured out like a, hey, this is all grass, it's you got to be on the hardcover, you got to be doing something else kind of deal yet apparently there's less uh milfoil than usual but a lot of hydrilla Uh, um, uh. which i don't exactly know how that shakes out i i know in the past when i've seen hydrilla on the potomac some of it is almost too thick to fish you know especially at low tide Mm -hmm. so that's maybe a concern and maybe like that kind of leans things toward that hardcover side a little bit more uh, or maybe it makes it like really more important to like really be on your best stuff at exactly the right time because at a certain point you're just not going to be able to effectively you know present a bait to the fish right. I'm not again I'm not sure uh, but we'll find out because we, we it's the Potomac and you know we've been here a lot so we kind of know what to look for and we know when stuff is different it's like All right, well, this is interesting. Here's something, you know, we haven't seen before. And so we'll be on the lookout. Hey, how hot's it going to be this week out there? Oh, let me tell you. It's going to be really hot tomorrow uh, on Thursday. But then the high is 80 on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Cool. So, yeah, it's going to be beautiful. One actual, while we're talking about weather, there were some pretty major storms last night here. And obviously I haven't had a chance to ask anybody yet. Or to go on the water. But my thinking is there's a chance that we could have some blowout situations in some creeks maybe. Just because of the amount of... There was a ton of lightning. I can't really tell if there was a ton of rain. There was definitely a ton of rain in places. Um, but usually, like, on the Potomac when those creeks get muddied up, usually the fishing is not good. So... I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe some Creeks get kind of almost put totally off limits just because they might have got blown out. And maybe by Saturday or Friday afternoon, it's all good again. Sure. But maybe, you know, today and then day one of the tournament, maybe there's some places guys really have to stay away from. I don't know. Hmm. But we'll see. We will find out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, a, uh, I guess that's pretty much that. Do you have any questions or storylines you're interested in?
1: No. I'm uh, ready to see how this bad boy shakes out.
0: Yeah, I would say me too. Um, I, had a, I had another thought a minute ago. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, and we're going to get to this when we make uh, picks, which I guess we might as well do now, but like, This is not a huge field, but it is a stacked field. Oh, yeah. Um, There are some, like, pretty significant names fishing this derby. Uh, And we'll probably pick quite a few of them. Um, But, like, it would be... Even if... You know, we've seen all sorts of winning weights sort of vary around the Potomac. It wouldn't shock me to see some really good weights in this tournament just because there's some super good fishermen in this tournament. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, But anyway... uh, I've got first pick, so shall I go? I think you shall. All right. I'm going to take Brian Thrift. Ooh, yeah. He's led the last six tournament days uh, that he's fished, um, and he has solved everything else, so I see no reason that this won't be the week he solves the Potomac. Yep, makes sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Brian New did pretty good in the Potomac earlier this year.
1: (laughs) Yes, he did.
0: I can't wait to ask Mr. Thrift if... Those fish are still where new I caught them. <laughs> <laughs> uh Kyle, are you gonna take Brian Schmidt? I am gonna take Brian Schmidt. Alright. Fun fact about Brian Schmidt. On Sunday, he and I are gonna go fishing.
1: Dude, wait, striper fishing or like
0: Well, I'm gonna try and talk him into both. Oh, but yeah. definitely bass fishing. Because Dude, that's cool. First of all, like how cool is it that I get to go fishing with Brian Schmidt on the Potomac? Uh right. Like That's way cool. Uh, But, like, Kurt and I were thinking there hasn't really been a lot of, like, super good stuff written about tides. Or there has been, but it's not with Schmidt. And so we're going to try and write the definitive title uh, game plan. Oh, I love it. We're going to try and basically, I'm going to try and take as much of Schmidt's brain and put it on paper as I can or on the screen.
1: Oh, this is going to be sweet.
0: I hope I hope it turns out as good as it could. Because, man, you could write a book on the stuff he knows. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, for sure. Anyhow, now it's my turn. Um, and I'm going to take Adrian Avena.
1: Oh, good call.
0: Um, Adrian Avena proved that he can catch big fish, uh, although it took him a day to get used to it. <laughs> and uh, he's done extremely well in the Potomac many a time before. Yes, he has. Kyle, who do you got? I'm going to take Joe Wood. Oh, man. I like what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, let me write this guy down. This puts me in an interesting predicament. <laughs> because I kind of... There's, there's a lot of guys that I'm interested to try to take, I think. 'Cause we kind of been over how there's like quite a few guys who've done well in these yep. derbies. Yep. Um, but I'm gonna take Greg Wilder. Oh, that's who I was gonna pick. Dude crushes him this time of year. Yeah. Just he generally does. on the river. He makes top tens left and right. He probably should have won uh at least one of these things. And uh man, maybe this is his year. I will say, so he fishes a like trickworm a lot. Um, And the problem for him is that he keeps doing well, and so we keep taking photos of him, and it's impossible to hide a methylate trickworm. (laughs) And I think more people might be fishing a methylate trickworm these days than used to. Sure, sure. But, man, I don't see any reason he can't keep catching them, because dude seems to be pretty dialed when it comes
1: to coast of time on the Potomac. Yeah, he does. He kind of really brings it out. Uh, in the big derbs. Yeah. Um. So here's. Uh, here's where I'm at. There's a lot of options.
0: What you want is a little Dakota e The Dude, man is always good to us when we have a Costa.
1: I. It, it's heavily thought about that. I also.
0: But then you were like, I hate Dakota. He's bad. And I hate Cowboys. Well, I feel like I should jump on the bandwagon, you know? What about Justin Atkins? So you can have a FLAB Cup champion, and I can also have an FLAB Cup
1: champion. <laughs> well, I also thought about Troy Morrow. Because he did pretty good in the BFL we had on the Potomac over the weekend. Yeah. And Troy yeah. does well on the Potomac quite often.
0: Sometimes he doesn't, but sometimes he does. <sighs>
1: and then I just closed my field list so I can't, oh there it is let me just read everybody on it (laughs) and uh, uh but yeah like you said I mean gosh there are a lot of there's a lot of names and there's a lot of hammers too um I might have to go oh Moo Bay's fishing it?
0: yeah Dude. I tell you what though, I feel like I may I, I might have made a really good pick there with Wilder because it seemed like you might have been leaning on him.
1: Well, yeah, I just you you had the great point of like this is the time of year that it catches them because we have like you know we fish the Potomac kind of throughout the year sometimes early in the summer you know not really so much later necessarily but um. yeah
0: but man I would love to see like an October Costa on the Potomac. Because we've had BFLs and stuff in October on the Potomac, and it's usually pretty decent. Yeah. You can run into some sketchier weather, which is kind of fun, actually. Like, I'm,
1: I'm into it. Give me, I'm, I'm looking at one. Uh...
0: All right, five, four, three. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I,
1: you know what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to ride that Dakota Bear train. Cause why not, Kyle?
0: I think that's a great pick. Cause
1: why also, the heck
0: not? I love our teams. They're pretty good. Yeah, dude. They're they're strong. I'm I'm a big fan. And uh, oh, as long have, as all my guys weigh in their fish every day, <laughs> team, <Tom>. listen up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we should be okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like, damn uh, yeah, man, look at all these other guys
0: there's a lot of good really good fishermen in this field. Like it's uh it's int- it's very intriguing. I'll say that. This, I think uh it's, I think it's going to be a fun derby.
1: It is and it's going to sound weird like uh you know I, I try to follow along with uh all costas, but this week uh I think I'm handling most of the like editing and such of the costa. So then like I have Heard rumors of that. It's like a, you know, like you really get to be more involved than normal, I think, right? Like just because uh, we'll be texting a little more than usual. And I think that's, I think that'll be cool to, uh I like it for our Costa picks, I should say. Because then I'm a little more, I get more up to date and like in a on surprise them. on the final day when I'm like, okay, looks like I bombed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's the thing because sometimes you can watch like one or two guys weigh in, and you'll be like, "Oh man, this must have gone badly." But then you don't see like the day two weigh in or right. something, or and you
1: you don't realize it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll get a I'll get to keep up to date a little better. Okay. Well,
0: should be a good one. Obviously, flwfishing.com is a place to uh, follow along. What Smallwood time's to take Park, Six thirty. Ooh. Okay. Six thirty and two thirty. Gotcha. Every day. Uh, but Mark will probably try and take them off at about 6.05 on day three. Yeah, and probably. I love that. <laughs> Nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah. Them. Uh, no, other than it's pitch black, and also I'm trying to put on GoPros. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it should be, I would say, a good derby. I got 10 iPads with me. I'm going to even put out an iPad on mr. Brian Thrift and mr. Brian Schmidt on day one so I'm gonna make sure I got my juice updates yeah uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good but anyhow what do you say we do some BFLs
1: you know I think that's a great idea and I think that's a great segue into uh the, the Potomac one on the Potomac? River BFL yeah the Shenandoah division uh here we go Todd Langford won it with 15 pounds two ounces uh, he basically fished uh I guess for the most part like Acoquin Bay. Uh he says Okay, it's Acoquan. Whatever. Wait a
0: minute.
1: Acoquin? Aco Acoquan Acoquan? Oco... Look, man, right. there's some weird names in the northeast. I usually just try to say them really fast and just get through it. <laughs> if it ain't Madda woman
0: uh Yeah. I think I'd lean toward Aquaquan. Acoquan. But either way, you know what? I do love the names around the Potomac. I think you could get to the bottom of it with Schmidt. Oh, yeah. I'll just make a dictionary of him pronouncing bays on the Potomac.
1: If you could actually record it all and then and then just send me that so I could have the sound files, that'd be sweet. Because I love will. a Brian Schmidt accent.
0: I'm 100% serious. I'll do that.
1: <laughs> I, I don't doubt that you will. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Todd, uh, he was punching mats basically with a reaction innovation sweet beaver he was flipping a one and three quarter ounce weight so you know to your mention of heavy grass that's some serious stuff
0: yeah and remember at the beginning of the year you know when we had the college fishing and the bfl stuff the whole thing was oh man there's uh not as much grass this year right right and it's like come back in spades but it's really thick. Like, you don't need to flip an ounce and three-quarter in milfoil. There's no milfoil in the world that requires that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Hydro, on the other hand... That's stuff's intense. Uh, he had, like, kind of a 500-yard stretch, he said he fished, uh, and he also caught a good one on a jackhammer. So, uh, 15 pounds, 2 ounces. The top 10... Um... 9 pounds, 12 ounces was 10th place. So, Jim Jarvis tied for 5th with 10-5 for 3. That's not bad.
0: I mean, 10-5 or 3 is pretty impressive. I would expect the weights to be better this week. Yeah. Um, a lot of the folks who I would think are fishing, the, a, a lot of the folks who are going to fish the Costa did not fish this BFL. Um, and also like, man, those are just not great weights. I mean, the winning weight is okay. Right. And right. a lot of guys pegged like the winning weight for this one would be 15 or 16 a day. Um, although we've, in the past this time of year, we saw like 48 pounds win it, which I guess is like 16 and change a day. I'm not sure if my math is
1: right on that one. Yeah. Something Um, like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But anyhow, I wouldn't be surprised if that's your winning weight, but I think that, like, I don't think 10 pounds is going to get you all that much in this tournament. I think and like, 10 pounds a day might get you a check. I think you're going to need more than 10 a day to make the cut.
1: Sure. Um, but anyhow, I digress. Uh, we also had a Buckeye Division event on the Ohio River at Tanner's Creek. Uh, you know I love me a Buckeye I Division event. you do. Craig Mills won it, 10 pounds, 4 ounces. Um He basically, like, couldn't really get anything going. Then he started fishing some kind of history. They're like shallow, flat creeks. And uh, he caught him on... Now, this is what I love about the Buckeye Division because you get some fun bait company names. Uh, So he caught him on a quarter-ounce strictly bass meathead spinnerbait and also a quarter-ounce Tempo Thunderblade double-bladed spinnerbait with a Kalen's Lunker Grub. Uh, he also caught some flipping a beaver and on a pad crasher, Booyah pad crasher frog. So uh wood was kind of the main deal though. Thus the two spinner baits covering a little water.
0: Shout out to Chris Martinkovic for uh Yeah. No, Martin Kovic. Martin Kovic. Yeah, not Martinkovic. Nope. I wanna say that every time. It's not. It's Martin Kovic. I knew where you're going with it though. Yeah, but, you know, I should get my pronunciations right if I actually know them. You know, that's one of the situations <laughs> where I do. Or I wasn't just, like, right. you know, blasting out. Not that I, not that Chris and I are, like, you know, extremely amazing friends or something. I just
1: know the correct pronunciation. <laughs> Shout out to 10th Place for being five fish worth six pounds, three ounces. That is a uh, pretty that, small bag. That is a weight. <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh, lastly, we had a Great Lakes Division tournament on the Mississippi River out of Prairie du Um Jim Pollock won it with 15 pounds and an ounce. Um, I guess he basically caught his fish in Pool 9 and Pool 10. 9 would be where Prairie du is, so then he locked down to 10. Uh, he was fishing a bunch of just like... I took it as um, like those little sand drops with some current yeah. on it. Uh, but he threw a dirty jig swim jig uh, with the zoom paddle tail swim bait for a trailer and also threw a uh, Zara Spook Jr. So, seems like a pretty cool way to win a tournament. Yeah, it actually does. And uh, if you're curious like oh, how did Mike Bruggen do? The guy who does like super awesome everything. Uh, He got second. And then you're like, wait, what about those Fitzpatrick guys? Uh, Brian and Terry. Brian finished third. Terry finished seventh. Uh, So, yeah. Jeff Ritter, also. He's from Prairie du Tenth. So, a lot of the hammers that usually do well did indeed do well. Do well. Now, uh, are you looking at this right now, Jody? I am. Did you look at the big bass? Um...
0: Huh. It's three pounds, 13 ounces. Right? How sad is that? Dude, here's the thing. That's actually a big one on the river. They just are all the same size.
1: The, well, they are, but there's also like... uh big ones. Usually you'll see like a four or five pounder. There'll be like one random big one. That was kind of intriguing to me. Um, Though we're big about big to get into the time where...
0: You want to know the big bass on the Ohio River? Uh... 2-8. Dang! <laughs> Michael McCoy
1: caught it. Uh, how much did he weigh total?
0: Oh, that was the only one he caught.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs>
0: Still, four eleven. 11 Yeah. than anything they caught in the Mississippi. Wow. Hey, question. Yes. Do you think... Would you want to rename the Great Lakes division? And if so, do you think you and I could just start calling it whatever we want to rename it? And then, like, three years from now, someone would be like, man, why does everybody call it this? And <laughs> you and I would have just secretly changed the name.
1: We we probably could, and it should be renamed because it's super deceiving. Uh, All right, you're not even remotely anywhere <laughs> near <laughs> a great lake. How is it? Yeah, send us your recommendations, what we should rename it.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, they go near some lakes that are really excellent, uh, but they don't fish them. <laughs> Yeah. They're just yeah. in the general vicinity. <laughs>
1: you drive, on your way to fish a Great Lakes Division event, you drive by a lot of lakes that are really good, probably. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, anyhow, no, I'd definitely be interested in a new name for that division. Um, and if it made even less sense, I wouldn't say no to that. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, I'm just throwing that out there. That would be great. If we get uh, all the guys that fish that division to start calling it whatever we start deciding on or whatever whatever the listeners suggest um anyway I'm gonna read an email shall we
0: uh oh yeah 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 uh this is from Lucas Um, he sent along some wonderful photos this time of a uh dog a Victorian bulldog named Oscar who looks just phenomenal and uh also the two bunnies who looks super phenomenal. <laughs> also, side note, we're talking about animals. Tyler Brinks is staying on Airbnb this week. It's got a bunch of kittens. And Whoa. I highly recommend his Instagram story. <laughs> Just look at the kittens. Don't look at anything else. They're great. <laughs> also, uh, there's an app called TikTok, which I'm like only... I've only seen videos from it. I haven't actually downloaded the app. But there's a thing going around of... Various dogs uh, Doing like the beginning of that uh, Dolly Parton 9 to 5 Song Where like, oh, yeah. they get out of bed And then they go drink coffee And then they get in the shower And one of them even goes to work It's wonderful So if you guys are on lookout for Cute animal content That's something to take a look for uh-huh. Anyway Back to Lucas Hey guys, Lucas again, still loving the podcast no Tackle Warehouse game recently? Question mark. <laughs> i hoping this might have been sent before we did our little mini one, but we'll get back on our grind. Don't worry, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, we will. Can you guys do me a favor and do some digging? I've been talking with some teachers at my old high school about getting a fishing club started, and the plan is eventually a team if we can. What have you guys got for arguments and stats on how, why, opportunities, and all that jazz? Keep in mind, we're in Canada. Pumped? You guys have a Canadian division. Um. Anyway, Lucas. For one, I'm gonna get a bunch of stats on this because Mm -hmm. I know that they exist and like we have. If someone's like, "Hey, I want to start a team," like we've got stuff to send out and to, you know, be helpful on that front.
1: Yeah, we can definitely Um, send you. We'll send an email uh, with some of that nitty gritty stuff.
0: Yeah. So that's gonna happen. Kyle, do you, are you familiar with any, like, particular arguments that you found successful or, you know, things, like, particular routes you would take, or do you know? Because I know that, like, high school fishing is actually getting pretty big in Minnesota. Yeah, it is. Um, and uh, I am not really as dialed in to high school fishing as I probably should be.
1: I'm I'm 100% with you in that I'm not as tuned in uh, to high school fishing. Uh, But I mean, like, I guess, I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, especially, you know, you look at, uh, I guess, Kentucky, and then is it Louisiana that also, uh, does Louisiana have it sanctioned as a high school sport? I don't know. I know Vermont
0: actually does. It seems to me that actually having it be a high school sport is like not a bad thing, but not really a super necessary thing. So, I'm assuming it's not a high school sport in Canada. Um, right.
1: But, I guess what so I'm is... So, it'd be like is, a sort of
0: club level thing. But, I yeah. think that's
1: fine. It, it totally is. But, I think the fact that like, you could say that, wow, since there are several states that are or already have it sanctioned as an, like, an actual high school sport that you could, like, letter in, and other states that are Um, leaning that way, and I think Minnesota is probably considering it. Um, But, like, why not, right? Like, it's another way to get kids involved. It's another way to, uh, you know, give them something to do. Another reason for them to be involved in a group which can help them, you know, like going on to college level. uh, Or even, heck, it might even be a lot of the reason that some kids go to college. Well, and for sure in the college level, right? Like, You and I know people that go to college or to a particular university solely because of the fishing team they have. So, um, yeah, I don't really think there's anything wrong with it, eh? Eh, indeed. (laughs) Uh,
0: Hey, while we are... While we're talking about Canada, we should talk about the FLW Canada Cup on BOQ. Oh, yeah. All right, so... Kyle almost forgot about it. You almost forgot about it, but we were dialed in on this thing. Yeah. And we still need, at some point, I believe this week, and I'm going to bug Kurt, uh, and maybe this is, we're going to have some sort of write up on the tournament, how guys caught him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But anyhow, Les Zachney and Cal Clemson won. They won by, I think, like, 13 pounds, which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, they caught 22.48 on day one, 21.34 on day two, 24.54 on day three. These are five fish limits, folks. Yeah, they brought the heat. <laughs> yeah, I think they had a mixed bag every day as well, which is just... Out of this world. Yeah. Um, and then Cooper Gallant and Danny McGarry finished second. Uh, they weighed 18, 16, 19 for a total of 55 pounds. Um, which is good, uh, but a distant second. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bob Izumi and Darren Izumi finished third. Uh, and they had 54 .44 total. So, almost uh, qualified for the Coastal Championship. Those top two teams are going to the Coastal Championship. I don't exactly know how it's broken down between co-anglers and boaters or what. Um, I need to, I guess, learn a little more about that. But, anyway, that's the
1: uh, lowdown from the BOQ. Yeah, dude. Like, the weights that Cal and Les dropped... Uh, seem... It's incredible. V- ...stupid impressive for the Bay of Quinny.
0: Yeah, I don't... Like, I don't know for sure, but... Because I would need to probably... I need to talk to some folks who know more about the Bay of Quinny. But, like, it seems to me that that could be, like, kind of an all-time amazing three days of fishing for there. Like, that might be the stuff that, you know... I mean... It might be one of those things where you, so, Ten years from now, somebody's like, Man... Remember when? Yeah. Because it was that crazy good. Um, Like, how
1: big... So there's a picture, uh, if you go to the FLW Canada website.
0: Yeah, well, the FLW Canada Facebook page, too, has a lot of photos on it.
1: Yes, way more photos. I'm just looking at the, the official standings from the FLW Canada website. But there's a picture of Cal and Les. And they're holding, like... Well, either way you cut it, from whatever day that picture's from, there's, like two decent-sized large mouse, and then there's two small mouse that look like they could eat the large mouse. Uh, and so, that's sweet, because big small mouse are cool, but... Gosh. Like, how big's that one less is holding? Look at that thing. I
0: mean, they're all big, man. Gosh, dang. I love it. But anyhow. That's our... FLW Canada Cup report, which we'll probably report on more in the future. Yes. Because, uh, look, the fish were huge, and we're into it.
1: Um, Hey, I know, like, uh, we probably are going to wrap this thing up. Um, Kyle, I'm here for you. But on the note of the Tackle Warehouse game, I did find a review the other day that I kept the tab open Uh, just because I got a little kick out of it and I figured I could read it to you and we could kind of end on this single little note here hit me so uh, I will say I will preface this with it is not a bait it is a reel and more specifically it is a casting reel
0: okay I'm going to open the casting reels
1: tab this casting reel also only has one review (laughs) Uh aha So, very popular. Uh, (laughs) This reel looks sweet! Exclamation point. It's pretty light, but the performance is okay. It can cast decent. For the price, you really get what you pay for. Kind of hard adjusting to each lure so you won't backlash. Makes noises when casting at first. Had to oil it to make noise disappear. Tension... uh, I think he meant knob, but it says not. Uh, Tension knobs suck. (laughs) No clicking when turned. I would not recommend for the money. I'll stick with the lose. Even the cheaper lose reels are much better than this reel. Wow, this guy! Uh, it started out like, "Oh yeah, he might actually yeah." Kinda he like kind of liked it, and then
0: he really <laughs> went downhill fast, didn't he?
1: <laughs> he did. It was like as he was typing it, he's like, "Wait, no, this this thing is junk."
0: Now, Kyle, if you were going to leave a review for this reel, would you say it's terrible or would you say it's good?
1: I, I mean, if I, I I've I've never used it, but if I'm going with this guy, I would say it's not good. It's probably junk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> huh. So it's not a lose, which is good because that eliminates a lot of reels. Yes.
1: Yep. And that's—I um, figured that would be uh, helpful. I was going to bleep it out, but I was like, no, no, no. We'll because there are a, a stupid amount of casting reels also.
0: Um. Yeah. There's a lot of casting reels. Uh, here's another good review. Um, well, it's not a good review. Just another review that goes pretty hard. Uh, cheap feeling was very upset after buying this for an original 150. Fine tuning this reel isn't a problem though. The high speed, the spool high speed bearing make casting this extremely loud, but do give you a noticeably farther casting range.
1: <laughs> so uh, anyway. Yeah, you take a little noise for a little distance. It's fine.
0: Yeah, Oh man I see The problem is That any reel that I guess now Is like oh this is one Jody thinks sucks (laughs) Really what I need to do is find one that looks Sweet
1: Right I did think of you uh, Slightly also Because of the name of the reel Not the company but the name of it
0: The name of it do you think I would think this looks sweet?
1: Uh, No, I would say you might actually think it looks kind of dumb, maybe. Okay. It's
0: not that Skeet Reese reel, because it looks really <laughs> dumb.
1: No. Although it's got a lot of reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this one's just got one lonely old review.
0: One review, and it looks dumb. Um, I mean,
1: part of it looks it, okay, but the body of it, uh, I think, is, is just...
0: Part of it looks okay. <laughs> Alright, so let me backtrack here. Yep. It, what is it that makes you think of me again?
1: Uh it's the name of the reel, but not the, the company. The name of the reel. Yeah, hmm. it's like a company blank casting reel. Hmm. All right. Whoa. It's also... whole
0: 13 fishing reels look either really good or really bad. Ooh. There's not really an in-between.
1: See, I feel like... Uh, I kind of like the avenue you're going down. I was going to give you another hint just to sort of speed this along. Okay, but hit me with that hint. It's it's or is n- that? it's not a company that you would be like... Uh, it's not one of the major companies, I would say. I clicked it. I clicked the, the company because I was like, they make casting reels? Oh. Maybe
0: it's uh this favorite fishing one. Ah. See, now the reason I didn't want to go that way is because I figured they'd have a lot of reviews. That's what I thought. And then when I got into it, there was just the one on the one. Oh. It's got to be this one that's lit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that's ugly. That's horrible. Why would someone do that to a reel? Yeah, that's not good, man.
1: Yeah, like the real handle. Like I'm fine with the cork grips, you know. Like that's okay. Uh, but then it's like this weird, like tortoise it's like shelly. A, it's like a bloody turtle. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. It's not a good, not a good look, man. It not is. a good look at and all. It's
1: apparently not lit. So.
0: Yeah. Very not lit. <laughs> Uh, oh, well. Hey, the nice thing about all their reels is they're all the same price. Yeah. Which, that's like, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> or does it?
1: Uh, uh, maybe,
0: I guess. I don't understand Yeah, I guess I'll have to. We'll have to dive into this more if we're going to dive into why Favorite Fishing has four reels for the same price. That (laughs) might be different. They all have different uh, little. um, They all have different blurbs, which makes me think almost like they're like, you know, what we could put four good features in a reel, but what we're going to do is we're going to put one good feature in four reels and put mediocre features (laughs) in. In on top of them, you know what I mean, and like you just (laughs) gotta pick. But in that case, they should be like, This reel casts far, this reel works, this reel, yeah, uh, Yeah. has a high gear ratio, this reel has a high, has good drag. Nope, like they should break it down a little easier for me. (laughs) (laughs) But look. I haven't used these reels. They could be excellent. They could be. Yep. Yeah, we don't know. Although the one that's lit is apparently not super lit and definitely ugly. <laughs> um, I'm willing to say that much. Yes. All right. Well, you know what? Pack Warehouse game has returned. That's two episodes <laughs> in a row now. Boom. Folks, <laughs> we're crushing it. Um, Kyle, you got anything else or are we out of here? No, nah, man. I think... Uh... think we should get to it all right well in that case uh flwfishing.com is a good place to be uh we are all over social media kyle is kyle lumber on instagram i'm jody blanco podcast at flwfishing.com if you have new bfl division names or uh dog or cat or bunny photos Mm -hmm. or anything else really we're here for it yep um I've been thinking we might try to do like a mailbag show at some point in the future. We gotta kind of we need to accumulate some questions and stuff like that, but I think that could be a fun thing. Um, oh yeah, for sure. It's you know it's an idea I had. I'm not saying we'll actually execute on it. We definitely need a stock of questions. Um, and I guess that'll about do it, man.
1: I think it will. Uh, have fun at the Potomac. Have fun fishing with Brian on Sunday. And um, I guess we'll uh, chat with you next week. See ya.